Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host. She still doesn't like the sound of her own voice, Dr. Grace Lee. Isn't that interesting that I don't like my, the sound of my own voice and yet I am into podcasting and YouTube channel creating? It is, isn't it? See, that's the thing. Sometimes you have these, these features, these characteristics about yourself that you are so hyper-focused on that are your flaws, right? That you neglect the surface and the, the, the surface of it, the big picture of the value that you can bring, right? So once I reconciled that, that's when I realized that I have a message, you know, I have a, a skill set where I can help people to build careers of significance and that's what I want to do. And so part of my journey to overcoming that insecurity I had with my voice was really to, to get out there and to use it more. Was that what it was when I found my voice that I could accept the sound of it. Isn't that interesting? But anyways, I am here to talk to you today. So thank you for joining me for another episode of my podcast, Career Revisionist Podcast. And what I want to talk about is how to start a bigger and better chapter in your career, right? And when and when I was writing this, the title of this podcast, I was kind of struggling of how to frame it because, you know, some of you are listening to the podcast right now and you want to have a better, you know, you want to have, you want to make some improvements in your career path, you know, and that improvement is a very personal thing. An improvement for one person is different from an improvement in another person from, right? So everybody defines that improvement as something different, but the general, the commonality is that everybody wants to improve. Everyone wants to improve at something, one thing or a couple of different things, right? And we always want bigger and better. We always want an upward trajectory, right? So that's what that's what I'm going to be talking about here of how to do that. And maybe for you it's a fresh start, right? Maybe for you you've been in a career path that you've been feeling isn't suiting you and it isn't giving you quite the satisfaction that you desire for yourself or you're not feeling authentic in it and so you're looking for a fresh start. So that's also what I'm talking about here. And what I'm going to be doing is going over these eight pillars. So there's eight pillars I want to be sharing with you today. Eight pillars on how to start a bigger and better chapter in your life and get that fresh start into better, right? So we are in the we are in the business of improvement. We are in the business of multiplying and getting results and having fruit in our life that we can enjoy and that those the our loved ones around us can enjoy too. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to be let's talk about these eight pillars. The first pillar is to construct your scaffolding, right? When you think about everything that you have in your career path right now, you know, I, I like to say that, I always say that they're the result of your habits, right? And whether you or not you are aware of it, you have habits and your habits create your routines. They are made up of the actions you take every day. And as a result, you find comfort in it and you find familiarity in it, but they are give you an outcome. All of your habits will give you a certain outcome. If you like the outcome, then you continue doing what you do or do you do more of it, right? But if you don't like it, then it something has to change, right? And so these, these and, and chances are it's the habits that need to change. So your old habits are like an old building that needs renovating, 
right? And you need to renovate old buildings because they need to be able to withstand future wear and tear, right? So all buildings have stipulations at a certain number of years into the future. They need to be renovated, and that is for the safety of the people that are going inside the building. So the same thing is true of you, right? You need temporary scaffolding before you begin your own repair work on yourself, right? And that is the same if you look at construction. They always, before they renovate, right, they, the, you can see on the outside there are these like, I don't know, these wooden poles or these metal sticks or, or in Asia, they're like bamboo that's like all around the building on the outside. And there's like, they're connected by metal and, and it holds things up. It holds the building, right? That's, that's the scaffolding. And they put those up there Right, the, the construction workers, they put the scaffolding around the building and that scaffolding has to be there before they repair the building, before they renovate, right? And so if you look at that, the reason why the scaffolding is there is because you need to have that, that scaffolding because what's happening is when you renovate, you're going to be building a new foundation, right? You, and you don't want the old foundation to crumble, right or or to fail as you are renovating so for, same thing is true with you when you are beginning this fresh start if you are starting a bigger and better chapter you also need some temporary scaffolding before you begin the repair work on you and your career path and you just need it there temporarily just until your foundation is ready so what you want to do what this looks like is figuring out for yourself if you have the sufficient structures in place to create this new beginning in your career, right? So examples of scaffolding, I'll give you some examples and they may, may or may not be pertinent or appropriate to you, but I'll give you some examples to illustrate what I mean by scaffolding, right? So examples of scaffolding could be like a personal development plan or having a coach or a mentor, right? Or maybe putting in some time for thinking and reflection. So these are examples of scaffolding and, and structures that you need to put in place to give you that solid, the next solid foundation to launch your new direction or to launch that new chapter of your career. So the goal here is to think about what kind of support you need to get you to that next level that you want. So then you start with the right strategies, right? You figure out what you want, you figure out the strategies. And then with time, that's when you can slowly remove that temporary scaffolding as you develop more and more stamina to sustain forward momentum. Right, because if you look at how buildings are renovated, and then they once the renovations are progressing well, and it's everything's going well, then as you go back to visit the building, and the renovations aren't done yet, but you'll notice that there's less scaffolding, and so they keep remold, they keep removing scaffolding as the renovations are progressing well. So the same is true for you. It's just recognize that these structures are only temporary; you need them to help you to get there. And then when you develop that staff stamina and you develop and you have that strong momentum, then you start to remove the temporary scaffolding and that creates and then therefore you have that new foundation to launch. Right? So that's the, the first uh, pillar is to construct your scaffolding. The second pillar is to embrace your flaws. Right? So it's easy to see your shortcomings and so difficult to see your worth. Right. And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my my flaw that I kept zooming in on was that I just didn't like the sound of my voice. 
I felt like my voice was going to be so irritating to other people and it was going to be difficult to have a conversation because people just didn't want to listen. And I focused on that so much that I didn't see my own worth. I didn't see the power of my story. I didn't see my own skill sets. So when you zoom in on individual flaws, instead of looking at the beautiful big picture, it makes any success feel like a failure. And that's the thing. I felt like a failure when I didn't feel empowered to develop relationships with people. I didn't feel like people cared enough or that people were would be interested in me or what I had to say. And so everything I did in my career path in the beginning, of course, felt that it was a failure. It felt like I was not good enough. So, so recognize that nothing truly beautiful was perfect. right? So in other words, a flaw is just the mark of being an imperfect person. And you are an imperfect human doing the best that you can, right? But this understanding, arriving at this understanding, it requires a shift in your thinking and you need to embrace your flaws, embrace them and recognize that even the most beautiful things out there in nature, they have flaws too, but you just weren't looking hard enough to find them. So therefore they look beautiful, right? The same can be true with you. You can see yourself in that same light as well. So that's the second pillar is to embrace your flaws. The third pillar is to turn off your autopilot. Maybe you have lived your life on autopilot and you haven't been attuned to your surroundings or you haven't been attuned to yourself, right? And, And some people refer to this as the default mode, right? I know that when I was in college, my first degree in university, I was totally on autopilot. All I did was go get up, go to class, go to lunch, go home, study, get up, go to class. And it was just on autopilot. I had no idea what was going on around me. And at that time, I never, I wasn't in touch with the news or anything going on in my own city. I was just focused on the class, the book in front of me and the materials and what I had to learn for the exams. Right. And, and, and it was, it was, it was really a really stressful time to be because in front of me was the whole world to me. And I had no idea what was going on outside. So I was in this bubble and I was just on autopilot and I wasn't attuned to myself. So I didn't know I was neglecting my own needs, right? My emotional needs, my physical needs, everything. I was neglecting that. So it's time, if you're on autopilot, if you've been living in this default mode, it's time to practice mindfulness and become aware of everything you do. When done correctly, when you're doing this right, you're tuning into your surroundings in a calm and compassionate way and focusing on what's happening right now. Right? So if I take, go back to when I was 21, you know, 2021, and I was in college, if I was more mindful, right, if I practiced mindfulness, I would be able to see around me the opportunities in my university. I'd be able to see the opportunities in the societies, the context of the education I'm getting with the workforce out there and the market realities, right? So I would be attuned to that. But looking at it, at the situation, I wouldn't be freaking out, right? If I'm mindful, it means I would be in a calm and compassionate state. So having mindfulness of your daily activities, instead of placing such an intense focus on completing tasks, right, that's what's going to enrich your life, right? So that's the third pillar is to turn off your autopilot. The fourth pillar is not to go for the work highs, like don't shoot for the work highs, 
right? So if you are working 60, 80, or maybe even 100 hours a week, chances are that you're taking on more tasks than are possible to complete, right? And when you're doing that, I know, I get it. I am a, a, a highly ambitious person as well, and I love checking off items on my to-do list. It gives me a high, right? So you're, you're, you might experience this high when you are meeting tight deadlines and accomplishing things, right? And I know it. When I accomplished something, it was an impossible deadline, but I did it. Of course, I had to, uh, I had to work throughout two nights and pull an all-nighter, right? But I did it. And it gives you this high, right? But these highs, they run a cycle of adrenaline-charged binge working, right? So it's still based on adrenaline. And adrenaline feels good, but it wears out. And over time, what you need to happen is you need larger doses to maintain that original high. So it creates this cycle of work addiction. So when you put yourself and those around you, that's what happens is you're putting yourself and those around you under stress by trying to reach that next level high and you keep needing it because you need that dose of adrenaline. And so you start binge working, right? So instead of getting into that cycle, take an honest inventory of your professional and your personal needs and ask yourself, what are your priorities, right? And what do you truly want to focus on moving forward? Right? Another thing you can do is research and explore what it would mean for you to revise your work life or cut back on work to accommodate what you want in your personal life. Because there has to be an accomplishment in both. You want, right, your, your, your entire life is made up of different areas. Your vocation or your career is only one aspect of it. Right? There's also family, there's social, right? There's all that. There's financial as well. Right? So there's different areas of your life. And you, if you neglect other areas and just focus on one, something is gonna give. Right. And it would look and it could look like an emotional breakdown. It could look like more stress. It could look like relationships breaking down. So that's why you don't want to go for the work highs. And that is the fourth pillar. Don't don't shoot for those highs at work. The fifth pillar is to beware of false threats. So you've heard of the fight or flight mode, right? Which is the way your body responds physiologically to a perceived harm or threat, right? And this, this, this response, this fight or flight response is a gift from your sympathetic nervous system and it really works to ensure your survival, Right, because you want to make sure that you identify threats on your survival or threats on your health that might harm you. And then therefore you engage, your body engages in this fight or flight mode and you get out of it. Right, So it's protective. It's a protective mechanism. And so the physiological response from your sympathetic nervous system is that your heart beats faster. Right, You begin breathing faster and your entire body just becomes tense because it's ready to take action all the time. Right? It's tense, it's ready to take action. And your muscles have to be tense in order to move quickly. Right? But sometimes you predict negative outcomes about your future without proof. Right? And you predict that it's going to be negative or it's, that it's going to go pear-shaped or go turn out wrong, even when there's evidence to the contrary. And this puts your body into an unnecessary fight-or-flight response. And when you're in fight-or-flight, you're tense and you're contracted. Because that's the way your body physiologically needs to be to protect yourself from things that are threatening, right? But that energy, that tense and contracted energy does not allow you to be creative. It doesn't allow you to make good decisions or to solve problems because that is a contracted type of energy. It's there to protect you 
It's there for you to either fight what's threatening you or to flight, in other words, to run from it and therefore to protect you, right? So instead of letting your mind abuse you like that, try catching yourself as you make negative predictions and then ask if there's evidence. Finding evidence before jumping to conclusions, that's what's going to save you from any, any possibility of self-loathing for decisions you might make as a result of that or any unnecessary worry. And it also saves you a lot of time. Because when you're in that contracted energy and you're trying to make decisions from that contracted energy, it's, it's going to be a scarcity mindset to, that you have. You're going to be focused on the negative outcome. And so you're trying to prevent that negative outcome by fighting it or, flighting fr- or, or fleeing from it. But it's not going to be your best decision. right? And remember, your career path is a result of your best thinking. And it's hard to think soundly. It's hard to think with insight and wisdom when you are in fight or flight. Because that's not the purpose of fight or flight. The purpose of fight or flight is exactly that, fighting or fleeing. So that's why you want to beware of false threats. Because sometimes it's not a threat, but we perceive it as harm or threat. So we put ourselves in that fight or flight response. All right, so that's why that fifth pillar is to beware of false threats, looking for evidence. Is it really a threat? Is it really going to be a negative outcome and looking for evidence so that you don't fall trap into that? The sixth pillar is pinpointing the opportunities. Right, so this particular pillar is on the other side of identifying false threats. Because remember, stress and negative emotions keep you focused on the problem. And when you, without you even realizing it, when you're focusing on the problems, you block out the opportunity because all you can think about are the problems and then you contract and then you go into fight or flight, right? So you need to be solution focused instead. Instead of focusing on the problem, focus on solutions, right? And, and the only way to do that is to shift that mindset, diffusing your negative outlook, right? Diffusing that, looking for evidence and diffusing it. That is what's going to widen your worldview. And it's also going to allow you to take in more information that leads to better solutions. Because we want to be solution oriented here. You want better solutions. And the solutions that you want to come up with are going to be creative. They're innovative. They're going to move you to a position that you want. Because when you're in a negative situation, and, and this is going to be inevitable. You're going to find yourself in negative situations in your, in your career. Instead of focusing on that negative outlook, instead of focusing on it as a threat, you can try asking very powerful questions. And I'll give you two of them. One question is that you can say to yourself, how can I make this situation work to my advantage? Or you can ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Right? Because powerful questions, every time you ask a question, you get a solution and if you ask a different question, you're going, to get a, you're going to get a different solution. So as a solution-oriented person, you want to be a solution-focused person, remember, then to be that way, you have to be able to ask the right questions, right? And it comes from pinpointing the opportunities. So that's your sixth pillar, is to pinpoint the opportunities. The seventh pillar is to embrace the maybes, right? You know how it's always yes, no, or maybe. And most of the time, maybes make us uncomfortable, because we, want, we just want to know, well, is it a yes or a no? I just want to know. If it's a yes, then that's great. But I want to know if it's a no, then you got to tell me no so that I can move on, right? And so maybe is a really uncomfortable place. But here is the thing. In your career path, in your journey to getting to that next level, you have to embrace the maybes. 
And because things, that's because things don't always go as planned. Life doesn't work on your time schedule. It works on everything outside of you and you just have to adjust to it. So maybe you have a strong need for certainty and predictability. And you're the kind of person who always wants to know the who, what, where, when, and how things will happen, right? So maybe that, that's you, right? You, you just need to be in the know. But ask yourself, is that really possible? That need, that strong of a need for certainty, that rigidity in knowing and wanting to have those expectations, knowing exactly what's going to happen. If you are rigid in that, is that really possible? Because the fact is that life will always go sideways and unexpected events will always, uh, will always blindside you. Those things are inevitable and they're outside of your control. But the only thing that you can control is your response to it. So try to be okay with not having a definite outcome so that you can find comfort from your rigid expectations. Right? Embrace the maybes. Because this way, and this way only, you can see that for every possibility, there are numerous ways that a situation can resolve itself. And all of them are okay. And you can't, you can't control everything, but you can control your response to it. And that's actually the most powerful thing. That's the most powerful thing that you can do, which leads into the eighth pillar. Right? This leads very beautifully, very beautifully into the eighth and the last pillar that I wanted to share. And that pillar is to empower yourself, right? And that means that you got to understand that no matter how stressful and overwhelming work becomes, you always have the freedom to choose how you respond to difficult situations. It's the most powerful weapon that you have to handle anything that comes your way. And nobody and nothing can take that away from you. So isn't that certainty? Isn't that predictability? Because you get to create it. Because you know what you're going to do. You know what action you're going to take. You know what decision you're going to make. So that is certainty. And that's the only certainty that is available and possible for you. Because any, any certainty that you are seeking for outside of yourself is going to render you powerless. Because the fact is you can't control those things because they're outside of you. So if you have a strong need for certainty and predictability, channel that need into this understanding that you have the most powerful certainty and weapon that you, that you, that you need. And that is the freedom to choose how you respond. Right? So empower yourself. And that is a very important pillar to getting to that next level of your career. So thank you once again for listening to another episode of Career Revisionist. If you like this episode, I invite you to please leave your honest feedback and your review for me on Apple iTunes. You know, if you don't use Apple, I don't use Apple, then just visit careerrevisionist.com and there are, choose your favorite platform. I mean, I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch of different platforms to give you your choices, to give you your favorite choices. And feel free and please do leave a positive and an honest feedback for me there as well. And if you have questions, you can just drop those into your feedback. I read, I read every single one of them and I love to draw questions and answer them on my episodes. So until next time, I look forward to hanging out with you again on the next episode of my Career Revisionist podcast.